Cowboys Nation. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, where we talk nothing but your team, America's team. And by no means are we experts, scouts, or analysts, but by all means, we are diehard fans with an opinion. And just like assholes, everyone on this panel has one. So stay tuned, lock in, and rock with us. What up, Cowboys Nation? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, and we're back this week to bring some Cowboys heat. And we have a super stack panel today. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share, subscribe, leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod will be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, BG500, Mark D., Samuel Savera, and our special guest, James Espinosa, host of the Sunday Sports Rush on News Talk Keys, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM Corpus Christi. What's happening, fellas? What's good? What's good? What it do? Pleasure to be on, guys. Yo. How's everybody tonight going? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. And pretty solid, man. Ready, ready, ready to talk some boys with the boys. <laughs> hey, it's officially now. I can, I can, I can literally state that it's officially cowboy season, football season, 2021, and I'm freaking stoked right now. How about you, fellas? Yeah, man, let's go, let's go. All right. Well, Mark, why don't you bring us uh, in with some Cowboys news, brother? Alrighty, man. Well, today the Cowboys have officially landed in Oxnard for training camp. First practice is tomorrow at 11 a.m. And first padded practice is next Wednesday, July 28th at 11 a.m. So, you know, let's go get it, man. Let's go see what we got out there. Also, per reports, Jerry Jones recently acknowledged that our Super Bowl drought has been far too long. An emotional Jerry Jones stated to the media, I'd do anything known to man to get to a Super Bowl. That's a fact. I think we've got a chance to be a real good team this year. It's better to be naive than negative and skeptical all the time. Jerry also shied away from making any Super Bowl predictions this time around. In rookie news, DB out of Oregon State, Nashawn Wright, signed his deal today, as did rookie defensive end out of Iowa, Chauncey Golston. Some of the more controversial news going on this past week, defensive end Randy Gregory had a few things to say regarding coaches in reference to other players on the D-line and playing time last year. In his own words, and I quote, I was robbed of a year last year. Coaches refused to let me outshine their favorites. Those are some strong words from Mr. Gregory. And uh, yeah. real quick, though, I got a little side note for me real quick. You know, uh, mm. last night, the finals were last night. The Bucks mm. beat the Suns. And some general mm. info that does ap- apply to our Cowboys. The last time the Milwaukee Bucks won an NBA finals in 1971, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl the following year in 72. Also, the last time the Phoenix Suns lost an NBA final series was in 1993, and the Cowboys won the Super Bowl the following year in 94. Uh, <laughs> Word. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like, parallels. Just, bring it. <laughs> just, you know, just tapping into a little si- different side there. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Well, that, uh, let's segue to the first segment, guys. Uh, what I really want to know in this first segment is, do you guys think 94 is prime for a Pro Bowl, possible All-Pro year? And I'll start with you first, um, James, since you're our guest today, brother. Yeah, man. You know, it's interesting with Randy Gregory, okay, because last year, you know, he didn't play a game until week seven, right, uh, with his suspension and whatnot. So he really only had about half a year to produce. But whenever I was looking up notes for the podcast, I was – uh you know, I stumbled upon something that I found pretty interesting, and it comes from Bob Sturm of The Athletic, mm-hmm. and he covers the Cowboys pretty religiously. He's, you know, he's going to be at Oxnard covering the team and whatnot, but he has these things called splash plays. Are y'all guys familiar with what splash plays are on defense? Definitely. Like sacks, tackles for losses, quarterback yes. pressures, run stuffs, pass stuffs, interceptions, force fumbles. It's a, pretty much anything that you could do on defense that's a positive for your defense. Yes, And in limited action last year, Randy Gregory 
was actually number three on the team in total splash plays with 20 out of 250 total snaps. Now, if you look at Demarcus Lawrence, he led the team with 31 with 631 snaps. Alden Smith had 27 splash plays with 764 snaps. So in limited snaps, Randy Gregory had 20 and only 250 snaps. And that tells me that, you know, this guy's ready to get on, on the field. He's ready to produce for a full season. And, I mean, I think that he's primed. I wouldn't say maybe all pro. I think that's very wishful thinking. But I think he could be somebody who contributes heavily on this defense opposite Lawrence and someone who can pressure the quarterback, stuff the run, and just cause havoc in the pocket. What do y'all think? I agree, too. Let me, let me, let me give you some, uh, I guess, some of his career stats. So it's just like you say, the, the, uh, like you were talking about the spat, uh, splash plays. But he has, his total tackles have been 66 over his career, a total of 10, 10 and a half sacks, a total of five forced fumbles. And, that's, and, and he's also served four suspensions over his whole career. In his four years in the league, he's, he's been suspended more games 30 than he's played 28. Uh, so when the guy's on the field, it's, it's showing that the guy has potential. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, when he's on the field, he's tapped in. Uh, we've seen it. Everybody's seen it. Uh, he, jumps out the, he jumps out the TV screen, so to speak. But Mark, uh, elaborate on it, brother. Well, I'll give you a little quote first from a former player, also coach. Um, from the Cowboys, Philip Tanner. Randy Gregory is as good a football player as is, uh, as is on this team right now, the former Cowboys player and coach said, in an exclusive visit with CowboysSI.com. He's going to make all pro. So I know, you know, with James, you know, it's a bit lofty, like you said, to, to consider that kind of status. But at the same time, given the kind of time he – I mean, this is what, the first full off season he's had? And given how he's gotten a few of these issues that he's had in the past under control, I mean, I was reading an article where he feels like he's in a much better place mentally. And considering his diagnosis coming out of college, that's pretty big to me. And, and, and considering, yeah, considering, you know, the, the, um, the substance abuse uh, rules in the NFL are getting a little more lax. And considering what he had a problem with and what he was using it for, I really think he's primed for a pretty big year this year, man. You know, uh, he's going to get way more snaps than he was before. And they're either going to double Demarcus Lawrence or leave him singled up and try something with Randy. And if not, it leaves our best pass rush for Randy over there all by himself. So, yeah. What do you think, BG? Man, I think, uh, like you said, he's, he's been uh, suspended more often than not. So the, the kids hardly touch the field. And when he does, you know, you see, you see the results, man. I mean, I think he's primed for a big, big year. Uh, I'm hesitant to put him in a in, in the uh, as an All Pro, making the All Pro team, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a bit surprised either. I'll put it like that. <laughs> I agree, Sam. What are your thoughts, brother? Sorry, the mute. I think. Uh... I'm excited to see what, what he's going to bring to the table. I mean, we, we know what he brings, you know, on, on the field when he's in there. Uh, and I agree. I think – I don't think they're going to double team at first. And they didn't last year, right? So, it gave them kind of like one-on-one opportunities. But being opposite of DeMarcus Lawrence, man, I think that's a huge plus for him. Uh, and over the season, it may be a huge plus for, for D-Law. So, Excited to see what uh, what he brings to the table. I, I know he's definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with when he's on the field, and uh, it, it, and it's going to give you know having a having those type of defensive ends rushing, you know your quarterback. It gives your 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 DBs that much more uh, room to you know maybe try to jump around, and if they accidentally jump it to recover because that quarterback is going to have to let that ball go pretty darn quick. So it, it may look, it may look, may look have a secondary look much better than what they are, but I'm, that said, I'm expecting a lot of a secondary this year. Yeah. Real quick too, I also add this: Dan Quinn was quoted as saying he was surprised that Randy didn't get more playing time, and he plans to rectify that in 2021. Quinn says he's going to get, he's going to really take off this year. So you think wow. about Quinn, what what he likes to do, and. You, know, you give Randy there and you put Micah right next to him, we'll see exactly what's going to happen, you know. Uh, I, let me also add that this defense that Dan Quinn 
uh, run, I think is tailor made for in like uh, like Gregory. Yes, I was. That, that's exactly what I was going to say as well, BG. I mean, uh, it, it, they can do several things with that guy, man. He's he's got bend. He's got quick. Uh, uh, his quick. I mean, his first step is really quick. We've seen it, man. Uh, you can move him inside. You can have him outside. You can move him back inside and move Mike on the on the outside, like Mark stated. Uh, How so much moving I do with him, man? But and I, I just let him go. Just let him go, man. Just let him go. Get the just the ten years back, man. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> and not not to steer off subject either, man. I I think having that the top of D line he had in 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 Seattle made R- Richard Sherman look like for sure like one of the greatest DBs in 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 the history of the NFL. And you know people say, well, he's gone to to San Francisco and he's proved you know everybody wrong that he can do this. I well, shoot, he had he had some great defensive linemen. In San Francisco, too. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm just excited about, you know, what that's going to do for a secondary, especially that in the fact that we had such a terrible year last year. Um, I, I'm excited to see, you know, what Dan Quinn brings to the table and, and hopefully their secondary will look much better than than what we saw last year. I think well, another thing that we should probably consider here, too, is, you know, you look at his age, he's only 28. He's only played in 38 games out of 96 in his career. So, you know, despite being 28 in his late 20s, this dude still has a lot of mileage left, a lot of untapped potential, and hopefully he can put it together. I know he's playing on this one-year deal, so it's a big year for him in terms of production. He's trying to get that, you know, that lengthy contract at the end of this. So there's a lot of incentive, a lot of motivation for Randy Gregory to, you know, put his nose down and, and go as hard as he can this year. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Can you see can can you see him uh getting a extension, you know, kind of middle to the end of the year, uh early? Can I answer that? Anybody? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think so, man. Given how far it is, I mean, how hard it is to find somebody like Randy Gregory, he's not just a one-trick pony coming off the edge. It's not just cuz he has physical talent. He has physical talent. He can use his hands. He can bend with, I mean, the best of them. So given what he can do, if he was producing the way I think he can by mid-year, I'm paying him, man. Because given how hard it is to find that position and given, you know, what I think he can do, if it, if it came down to the end of the year and paying him or Michael Gallup, I'm paying him. Oh, definitely. Wow, definitely. interesting. So, yeah. so let me pose, pose a, a question for you, Mark. So what, what, what is uh, the standard that you're setting for that to happen mid-season? Well, between well midseason, I want six sacks by midseason because I expect eleven out of him this year. So, wow, all right, yeah, benchmark. Yeah, that is between, between him and Demarcus Lawrence. I want twenty-one sacks. I don't get, care who gets eleven and who gets ten, but I need I need eleven and ten out of each one of them. But I I, I do backtracking on what BG said. I definitely would get the deal done asap especially if he gets off to a, to a fire start uh because yeah. i think that's just good business you know what i mean you you want to because if he if he ends up with let's say 11 to 13 sacks by the end of the year he's gonna want to get paid you know what i'm saying and he deserves that, it yeah he deserves it so yeah and even I mean, not just looking at the sacks you know everything else that he does on the defense like the you know stuffing the run containing the edge yes, sir. you know causing that havoc in the pocket forced fumbles you know third and fourth down stops those splash plays like i mentioned earlier you know, in the last 6 weeks of last season he had 15 splash plays over the final 6 games of the season so he kind of came on late a little bit but uh you know definitely man i wouldn't mind giving him some kind of long term contract towards the end of the year, especially if he's been producing pretty consistently because, you know, someone with this untapped potential, if he gets to hit the free market, you know one of these teams is going to throw the bag at him. Oh, so hell yeah. You, you might as well keep your guy in-house if you see that he is producing and he's doing everything he's supposed to do in the locker room and even outside of the locker room. So, yeah, I agree. I think you got to lock him up if he's producing. Yeah, definitely. So, you know that's the cowboy way. Sign your own. <laughs> You know, so definitely to me, he's a better Bruce Irvin. We saw what Bruce Irvin could do in Seattle. Isn't isn't what he's doing, fellas, isn't isn't that what Marcus uh, DeMarcus Ware was doing on the other end to, uh, to get paid? I mean, uh, you, you mean D-Law? DeMarcus, D-Law, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Was it? Is, is, isn't that the same thing? He, I mean, because he's 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 one of your your top guys in the league at stopping the run. I think he's either number one or number two. Uh, before he did, before he got uh, his big contract, he had two years of a combined twenty, what twenty five and a half to twenty six sacks. That's yeah, that was in seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, that's what got him paid. He was he was that war daddy. But now, essentially, he's he's of course fighting injuries, getting double teamed, freeing up the guys on the other side. He is he is a uh, 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 run stuffing uh, DN. Uh, if not number one, he's number two. Uh, so he he's he's kind of doing some of that splash stuff. Uh, he's up there in pressures as well, yeah. um, quarterback pressures. Uh, and a lot of these, uh, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of these stat guys they they count that as a as a big plus. I, I was I, I I've always had a uh, a quarrel about it. So I kind of want to ask you guys. Uh, um, what do you what do you guys think about about um, those type of plays like getting to the quarterback but not actually getting there? <laughs> I think they're important. Very you know, important. I think a, I think a dirty pocket is better than a clean pocket. Even though you might not finish the sack, a, a pressure can make a quarterback you know throw a, throw something errant can force him to make a bad decision. So I see it more as a positive play than just a, a throwaway. Definitely. Exactly. And, and, and that pressure coming out from the edge right there, it's going to make some of these quarterbacks step a little higher into the pocket when they're not comfortable. Yeah. You know, BG, your thoughts on quarterback pressures. Oh, you got to have them. Got to have Sam. It, it, it's, it's a must that you, know, you got, if you, if you want to, you know, cause some turnovers some disruption, like you, you definitely got to rush your, your quarterback, but the good thing about it is you having defensive ends like D. Law and uh, Gregory is is that you don't have to necessarily blitz. The D. line can get to them, leaving the linebackers as extra coverage. You know, because uh, if you don't have a strong defensive end, and you may have to rush some uh, linebackers, and then that's leaving, you know, maybe a top receiver one on one, or you know, a, a tight end one on one. You just throwing that blitz. I think having that type of defensive line, it, it gives that extra cushion for, you know, double, double, uh, just a, a backup, whether it's in the middle or over the top. Okay. With that being said, guys, let me segue into this. I kind of want to do something and it's called rank them. And I want to rank, I want you guys to rank your top uh, five position battles you want to watch or hear about. And I'll go first. And I, uh, so I, I, I gave y'all guys some, some, some uh, camp battles. And uh, so I rank mine like this. Uh, Number one, DBs. Number two, defensive tackles. Number three, linebackers. Number four, tight end. And number five, backup quarterback. And in in, with the DBs, my starting my starting uh, five would be Diggs at uh, CB1, Joseph CB2, Brown in the nickel, Kazee free safety and Wilson uh, strong safety. And then my my defensive tackles would be Urban and Urban and Gallimore, linebackers of course Micah LVE and Smith, uh, tight end. I think I I do think Jarwin is going to come on and be that guy that we signed, uh, or gave an extension to. And at backup quarterback, I'm just going to go ahead and say our backup quarterback is not on the team right now. And I'll start with you, uh, BG. What are what are your top what are your top five positions ranked? Top, okay, we're talking about top five positions on the on the team. Yeah, yeah, top five position, top five position position battles to watch or hear oh, about. Body, body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the I like I'll start off with the middle of the defense with the D line position. I think we got a. I think we I think we improved greatly there with the big rookie. Uh, coming in, and uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what comes out of that that battle there the most. All right, James. Yeah, so the the top one that I'm watching, so like like what BG said, right? He mentioned the defensive line uh, and that battle down there with D tackle. I'm not I'm not honestly too concerned with that because I think there's a lot of dogs down there. Like I like the way Neville Gallimore kind of came on a little bit late. I like the draftees of uh, Odigizua and the big boy, uh, Bohannon. Uh, uh-huh. he's, he's supposed to be able to stuff the run pretty good, and then they brought in Brent Urban. So that's kind of like lower on my list in terms of uh, concerns. My top two positions, well, my number one that I'm really looking at 
And I know, I don't know if this is going to shock some of y'all, but I'm really looking at linebacker because I've, I really do feel that, you know, Micah Parsons is going to come and take one of these starting jobs. Now, if they're in the cover three, of course, you're going to have three linebackers on the field, which I think it's going to be Jalen LVE Parsons. But then whenever they switch to nickel coverage, which is going to be the majority of the defense because it's now a 75% passing league, three wide receivers. So you're going to have to switch to nickel eventually with two linebackers. Mm -hmm. I could see LVE being on the field the majority of the time along with Michael Parsons. Now, I'm not trying to discredit Jalen Smith or anything like that. I know he can make plays here and there, but Jalen Smith, honestly, the best in coverage. And if Parsons can show that he can at least be competent in coverage, uh, I know that was a question mark with him coming out of college, but if he can improve on that, I could definitely see him taking some snaps away from Jalen Smith in that regard. So I'm, I'm kind of watching that battle. And then the secondary, of course, as well. I want to see uh, who's going to win the free safety spot. Is it going to be DeMonte KZ? Is it going to be Reggie Robinson the second? You know, who's going to emerge in that? Because it's going to be important to cover that middle third of the field in the cover three. You're going to need somebody out there like a ball hawk. Uh, so, yeah, those those are my top two positions that I'm really, really keen here in uh, training camp. And then as far as backup quarterback, um, you know, I know you mentioned bringing someone else in, which is always a possibility. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind that. But I think Garrett Gilbert might be the guy that wins this job in the long run. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel that. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Yeah, I'm looking at the cornerback position myself to see, you know, who's going to, who's going to start opposite of, of Diggs. I think everybody's pretty confident Diggs has his uh, job secure, but you know, you, you never know just based on what we saw last year, you know, you, you got to be ready in the event of any injury. And it just seems like, that's been inevitable for us year in and year out. And I think for any team, period. But it just seems like we're always struck with like a injury bug, man. You know, either it's in the off season or during, you know, first few weeks of the season. So you gotta you gotta have somebody ready to step in, you know, for digs in the event that something happens. And um so, you know, that's it I think for the secondary, like I mentioned earlier, to be successful, you you're gonna have to have a solid D line. So you know, see who who takes the the D tackle, and you see how Gregory, you know, if he you know locks in the other defense and position. Um, but aside from that, is it's I think probably see what happens with bringing in Parsons. Like that's obviously going gonna sharpen up the linebackers. Is gonna cause you know some some competition, and I think that's good for the locker room. Maybe even cause a little tension, man. But I think. You know that's good to uh, bring the best out of out of the the linebacker core. So we'll see what happens. I know for safety, I mean, it, it sounds good that we brought in you know some of these guys that are familiar with Dan Quinn, but I think they're they're kind of towards the end of their career. So I, I'm not holding my breath for them to guarantee a, a position there. But you know it'll be interesting to see you know who we who we put in for that. Uh, for the safety, free safety and strong safety role. I mean, I know Wilson did a pretty solid job, so yeah, we'll see. Hey, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, James, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Kazee and uh, Reggie Robinson at, at free yeah. safety here on this pod, man. We're 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 big on on Israel Makamu. <laughs> we oh, the, really the from South Carolina. Yeah, man, we really really want that guy to to shine, man. And we 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 we've been on here and discussed uh, six four guys before. Yeah, and that just. You know that that to us that's that's something that Dan Quinn's mastered. It seems mm -hmm. like, and he's probably the only one in the in the league to ever master getting six four guys on the field and having them play at a high level. Yeah, you but you bring up uh, Mukuama, right? I mean, yeah. I I would love for him to develop and be something like what he showed at South Carolina. You know, there's a reason why they drafted this guy because he has that prototypical body that Dan Quinn likes. I mean, you brought him up for the for the safety spot. Another guy who has that prototypical look is also Nashawn Wright, the yes. corner out of Oregon yes. State. You know, I know a lot of people or, you know, people who might not be as in the know or follow the Cowboys as much as, like, us do, right? They, they saw that pick, and they're kind of like, huh, like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, But then exactly. you, you, you read up more on him, and then you, you see that he did do some things out in the Pac-12. Uh, he didn't necessarily light it up, but he does have that mold – that uh, Dan Quinn likes to work with with tall physical corners. So 
he's a guy to watch out for in the battle for cornerback too with Kelvin Joseph, in my opinion. I think Joseph, of course, is the favorite, being the second round pick. Second but, round pick, yeah. You know, don't just don't discount Nashawn Wright. I think he can uh, play for some uh, for some reps throughout the season here if he shows, you know, a little bit of something here in training camp. Yeah, I think I do. I, I honestly do think uh, Wright gets some PT this season. I don't know how much uh, he's gonna get, but I think it's it's it's, it's he's gonna get in there. Uh, Mark, what are you, what are your top five position battles to watch and care about, and, and how and how do you rank them? Well, initially, I'll, I'll go. You know, first of course, I'm going cornerback. Now, I have a pretty extended answer on this one because I yes, Diggs is gonna be you know barring injury. He nobody's going to knock him off that spot on that side, but I want to see what he's going to do against our number one receivers. Like I, it, yes, Amari, CD, and Gallup—they're amazing. But at the same time, I can't see them just blowing him out of the water. I got to see him competing and doing something. Yeah. You know, I got to see him shut him down. I got to see him compete. The other thing is, I mean, y'all are talking about Joseph on the outside already. I mean, yes, Rashad Wright's a third-round pick. Joseph's a second-round pick. So considering what they've said about Joseph. He is going to get more opportunities because, I mean, he had the talent to be a first-rounder. But at the same time, from what I've heard out of OTAs, Nashawn Wright is a revelation, guys. Word. I mean, they're talking about him, like I've said in the past, with these arms that are perfect for this defense. Because this acquiesced back to the defensive end, you know, um, the defensive end uh, situation there. It, it has to do with, in this defense, in Dan Quinn's defense, he doesn't need you. He doesn't need a lockdown corner. He needs the length out there so they can give enough time for that defensive end to get home. You know, they need they need to stop that receiver out there. And Deshaun Wright's tailor fit for that. And from what they said, he hasn't really slipped up. To me, Joseph right now needs to make up some ground and show some stuff in OTAs to catch up ground to Deshaun Wright. And I mean, we're putting we're putting Jay Lou in the slot, but if Deshaun Wright's out there on the outside. I'm bringing Joseph inside and letting him compete with Brown and Jay Lou for that starting spot. You know, and as far as the safeties are concerned, yes, I'm, I, I would love for Israel McConnell to make some sort of jump and for him to show me something because of the length and all that. But at the same time, given, the, what, we've given, given what we've dedicated to this position in the draft and free agency, I'm not that excited, guys, because they they're not taking it seriously, enough, as serious as I would like them to take for me to get excited. I'm going to look at it and go, okay, there's an injury plague free agent that once did a good job. All right, let's see what we got there, right? But then there's a few other guys. There's a big hitter and then an experiment. I'm interested in seeing what these guys can do, but I really hope I don't, I don't miss X from last year because that would be bad. And then please don't bring up X, man. Jesus. Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, if I miss him, that's bad. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. You, you have to be right. Yeah, absolutely so, right. And then, man. and then from linebacker, I mean, it'll work itself out. And considering what Dan Quinn needs out of his linebackers, I really don't see how Jalen Smith sees the field, guys. I mean, I know I've, I've almost beat this dead horse in the past, but given physically what a linebacker has to do in Dan Quinn's defense, and physically what I've seen from Jalen over and over and over, not just you know once, he can't do it, man. So. I think we should all just be real here and, and consider the fact that we might be coming down to Jalen Smith's potentially last year in Dallas. Oh, I think so. I think, I think so. so as well. Yeah, I just don't see it, man. I think I think we went in the draft and got a bunch of cover guys, and that and that's the kind of those are the kind of linebackers that Dan Quinn covets in his defenses. So. And that's just something Jalen Smith ain't, you know? Yeah, and, and know don't I, forget uh, Jabril Cox. Yes, exactly. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? He's a coverage linebacker from hell, man. I mean, he's he's going to be out there covering backer, uh, you know, running backs in the flats, you know, sliding over on tight ends and whatnot. I could definitely see him getting some playing time. He's someone to keep your eye on for sure at training camp to see how he does. Did you ever see his D2 highlights, James? Oh, man, I saw a few highlight videos. I can't uh, – from North Dakota, right? Yeah, yeah. North Dakota yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was out there as a madman. I mean, you know, everybody talks about his issues being, you know, in the run game, but uh, I, don't, I don't see that, man. I mean, he had some issues with angles, things like that, but those things can be taught. I see him taking somebody's job one day, man. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Parsons and Cox as the starting linebacker duo in a year or two. Well, the, the story is Jabril at North Dakota State, 
uh, was just so far and above above that conference that he decided to transfer to LSU because there was no competition. <laughs> that was and, and he transferred a, a year too late. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the guy's gonna be something again. Uh, again, one of the one of the downfalls is is he doesn't stop the run that well, but. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can maybe gain a little size and 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 maybe get get that in order, so to speak. You know, I feel but, you. or he could be a huge safety. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did <laughs> he can play that, that hybrid role, kind of like what Keanu Neal is going to play this year. Yeah. Uh, yep. Speaking of another guy, yeah, Ke- Keanu Neal is, is 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 that the guy that we're we're forgetting about? BG, do yeah. you think? BG, do you let me ask BG this? Do you, uh, did you? I felt like I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago when we discussed this, that you said it's going to be hard for Neil to even make the team. Do you still stand on that? The way he makes a team just because he's a he's he's a guy that could come in and teach the young guys because uh, we did draft a couple. You know, guys at the linebacker position, I think he can help mold the young guys. But uh, y'all are talking about uh, Jalen Smith being gone. Is this what is this what gives him his exit, uh, Keanu Neal? I think Very- Keanu Neal has more of a solidified job than most on this team. I don't think you know. I don't think he's out the door. I think he's a coach on the field for Dan Quinn right now. To be honest with you. Yeah, that, that, that's what I just said. Like, I like you know, that. Uh, but what I'm saying is, can he push uh, Smith out the door early? I mean, I, I mean, how, how does he fit? I, I can't really see where he, where he, where he just fit to be. Oh, real quick, no, you did. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the the linebacker room right now is full of talent, and this is the first time we've had this this much talent in the in in the linebackers room. And right now, man, I mean, that's that's. I know, um, I know, I had DBs as my number one, uh, my number one rank. Uh, as far as uh, battles to watch and, and hear about, but uh, linebackers really up there, man. A lot of guys are gonna. There's gonna be a couple of guys not here next year. I don't know if, if they'll get rid of anybody this year. Being that you know, we'll probably need everybody this year. But yeah, next year there's uh, there's a few guys that I don't think that's going to be on the team. Yeah, well, LVE's playing for his job this year. Remember, they didn't extend him. Yes, he is. They didn't give him that fifth year rookie contract. You know what I mean? So, uh, hey, James, get used to seeing one year deals out of LVE for a while until he proves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, but you're absolutely right. I mean, he's yeah, he's been hurt. He's been hurt most of his career. You know what I mean? So, and he was hurt coming out. Everybody knew that. The the we had to have our our doctors, well, the Dallas Cowboy doctors, evaluate him before we picked him. So, I mean, but that's you know that's the Cowboys' way, y'all. Everybody knows that. Let's go get the let's go get the high end guy with with um, with um, injury that's that has injuries. Maybe we can get him. You know. Yeah, man, I feel you with that, you know, with Sean Lee and now LVE kind of taking his place as the often hurt linebacker. It just sucks to see because, you know, he had such a great, uh, you know, first couple of seasons. And then these past couple of years, it's just been hit or miss, to say the least. But I'm, I'm hoping for the best for him, of course, because if he's on top of his game, that just makes the linebacker room and that linebacker position even more solidified. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Right. That's why we're talking about this linebacker core and how vital it is going into training camp and exiting training camp to see who these guys are that emerge as, you know, the starters and the, uh, the backups that are going to be getting the most reps. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crucial. This linebacker position. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me, let me let's transition into this, man. I want to, I want to do, I want to ask you guys this, uh, since we're talking about linebackers, fellas, I want to know, will Micah have the same effect for the Cowboys that Von Miller had for the Broncos. And I, and I want to give you their career stats, which I'm going to give you Miller's uh, career stats as far as uh, the NFL. 
and Micah's college stats. So, um, so you can see the trajectory, I guess, that I'm that I'm uh, I'm talking about. So uh, Miller's career stats in nine seasons, he's had 380 solo tackles, 106 sacks, nine fumble recoveries, two interceptions, selected to eight Pro Bowls, one Defensive Rookie of the Year, one Super Bowl, and an MVP for that Super Bowl. Uh, Micah's college stats, of course. Uh, he won the Butkus Fitzgerald Linebacker of the Year Award in 2019. He was the Consensus All-American in 2019. Uh, his freshman year, he was a first-team All-Freshman All-American. Um, first one at Penn State, by the way. And he was uh, he started 13 games his freshman year and led the team with 82 tackles, uh, four tackles, uh, four tackles uh, for losses, uh, 1.5 sacks, and two forced fumbles. And then his sophomore year, he started 12 out of the 13 games and had uh, 109 tackles, 14, 14 for loss, for, uh, and then five sacks and, and four forced fumbles. So his following year, it just it, it superseded what he did his freshman year. And, I mean, he just, you know, he just went, uh, he just went all out, which is why when he held out uh, the, the 2020 season for COVID – you know, he was he's considered one of the better linebackers to come out. But, yeah, that's what I want to ask you guys. So, as I was saying, will Micah have the same effect for the Cowboys that Von Miller had for the Broncos? Let me go real first. Real for quick. His, yeah, for his career. So, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Ahead. Well, with those two players, the, the comparison between them, I mean, there's, there's great data, great numbers between them. But when I look at them, I see a similarity in what you would call being a natural somebody that can naturally play football and has a natural tendency to get to the ball angles has speed towards it athleticism all of those things I see in both of them so that's where I would make the comparison between them because I see Micah as kind of a, a quote-unquote natural like Von Miller is and as far as what they can do I mean they they're similar type players Von's a little bit bigger but I mean that's that's a good comparison there I mean I never really thought about it then when you look at at the player itself and you look at what he can do as compared to the other guy and what he says as compared with what the other guy says in interviews. It's very similar, man. Yeah, I mean, he's got that – he's got – he's definitely got that that quickness. And he's still raw. Let's not forget, Michael Parsons is raw. You yes. know, he, he's, he's, he's raw. Um, I've heard interviews where he uh, – where they asked him, did you – like, how do you – when you come off the edge – uh, is that is this something you learned? Did they teach you how to how to rush like that? He says, uh, and I quote, um, "I was I, I I pay attention to the to the shoulders and to the feet of the of the tackles, and I do what I what I do is make a move first and see how they react, and after they react to it, I pretty much got them. Catch me over. So I mean I like that. I like I like my Mike a lot, man. I'm glad we got him. Um, uh, BG, what do you? How do you feel about uh, the comparison, or do you, or not the comparison? But do you think Michael will have that that kind of effect that Von Miller had for the Broncos? Oh, I think he'll have a huge effect uh, on this Dallas Cowboys team. I'm not really, uh, I don't really like to compare players, rookies to all pros, but, but yeah, I think I think Micah comes in and has a very productive uh, rookie season. What about you, James? Yeah, you know, that's Von Miller is, you know, one of the greats of this current game, right? One of the best defensive players out there. Uh, like Much like BG, right? It's kind of hard to project forward what exactly Michael Parsons will be, but I will say, though, that for this Dallas Cowboys defense, uh, he has all the potential in the world to be all pro, make multiple pro pro bowls, I should say, uh, and to be that defensive playmaker that this team has desperately needed for years. So I can see a lot of potential in this kid, and I hope that he comes in there, and I hope that he's a game changer and a game wrecker and somebody that offenses have to, you know, game plan around because he's that much of a destructive force for this team. So. I do believe that this kid will be, you know, an all pro one day. Uh, rookie season might be some learning curves for sure, but I'm expecting big things right off the bat. You know, you don't take a, you don't take a linebacker that high 
uh, with your first round pick for nothing to expect them to, you know, not contribute in some way. So I got big expectations for him and sky's the limit with this kid. So I'm looking forward to some great things from Micah Parsons, the Von Miller comp. That's a tough one to project. Like I said, but I think definitely he can be a game wrecker for this team. And what about you, Sam? What are your feelings on that? On, on, on Micah having the same effect for the Cowboys that Von Miller did for, for the Broncos? I mean, we're, 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 we're expecting a lot out of him, right? We, we got him in the first round, top 10 pick, you know, um, just kind of hoping that we can, you know, correct some of the previous mistakes we had in Claiborne and, you know, just one that comes to the top of mind. Um, and hope that we make the the right move, right? I think everybody was pretty high on, you know, getting him, landing him at 10. I think we all, I think for the most part, think it was a steal. Uh, setting the bar, you know, pretty high with comparing him to Miller. Uh, I, I mean, you can you can argue that it's unfair because that's, that's some pretty big shoes to kind of fill. But when you get drafted at, you know, in the first round, top 10, there's a lot to be expected. And then, you know, you're playing for the, like I said, like, uh, you know, the highest value franchise, sports franchise in the world. So, you know, that means we're expecting a lot from you, man. So everybody's going to be tuning in watching you. So um, excited to see what, what, what he brings to the table, man. I think um, he's definitely going to have to, uh, you know, do some big things, man, to, to kind of make everybody feel like, all right, we made the right move. We, we got the right guy. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's like we were discussing earlier for, for, for Parsons to bring what Miller did to the Broncos, the Cowboys were first, you know, they're, they're going to have to trust a starting linebacker duel from the 2020 season to handle the Mike and Will Rose. Yeah, that's LVE and Jalen Smith, you know, and of course, you know, you get the, you have the fourth round pick, uh, well, not the yeah the fourth round pick Jabril Cox and you got the the free agent the free agent uh Keanu Neal to come into, uh, and like we said it's going to be stacked. But I think, I think uh, I think Neal is I mean not Neal I'm sorry fellas but Parsons I think Parsons is uh, he's that guy man I really do I really do man I I really think he's he's going to be something special something very special. But I, I don't know. That, that remains to be seen, man. Uh, like I've said before, we we definitely have a a young defense. And with that being said, man, I mean, do you, I mean, as young as this defense is, what 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 are your expectations of this defense going into twenty twenty one? As horrible as it was, and I know the the floor is very very yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's low as hell. But do you think? Uh, as young as we are as a as a defense, uh, you know, with the coaching that the, this coaching staff that, that 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 we have now, do you think we're able to to go over that hump or at least at least be average? I'll tell you my personal take real quick. So you know, last year giving up thirty eight points per game, arguably, I mean, objectively the worst defense, one of the worst defenses in NFL history, one of the worst defense in the history of this franchise. Um, you can only go up from here, right? So I'm expecting with Dan Quinn to at least be able to take some of this talent that is already here, some of the talent that was acquired through draft or free agency, and at least turn this thing into a middle-of-the-pack kind of defense. I'm not expecting top 10. I'm not expecting top 5. I think this thing will be somewhere in between 15 or 20 in terms of defensive ranking. Uh, you know, even that would be an, a, a big improvement from last year's team so i'm hoping we're at least average in the middle forcing turnovers and getting off the field on third downs which is something that this team failed to do last year at a consistent horrible. rate so uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're average fellas i mean I, I don't think i think expecting top 10 or top five in year one is a little bit unrealistic so let, let's gun for middle of the pack for this year and then improve from there I, I disagree, man. I think that's the problem with with our fan base is is that we we we're happy with with being a mediocre team. You know, I think being a franchise that we are, and and how much money Jerry Jones generates in revenue, I, I think expecting mid tier defense. I think that's a pretty low bar to set. I think it's being realistic. Though. Oh, it's no, being it's realistic. Being realistic though. 
Is we don't have enough five or top ten talent. But I mean, let's 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 really look at the defensive of, of of players talent that we have. Like even last year, we got all these big names. Yeah, it meant nothing, right? It meant nothing. Like we've seen nope. we've seen other teams that didn't have the big names and make that defense look great. So I think bringing in a a, a former Super Bowl coach, um, you know, taking the the Seahawks and, and building that defense to what it you know was this past decade. Going into you know Atlanta, leading that team to a, a huge upset in the Super Bowl, but still being able to perform at a high level as as a, as a head coach that def, that specializes in defense, you bring him in, you've changed what you've done before in giving him the keys to 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 the to the the city, the team, and allowing him to grab what he wants in this draft. We haven't really seen that before. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we saw uh, the big tuna leave. You know, he said, hey, if I'm going to cook dinner, I want to at least be able to buy my own groceries. And he wasn't allowed to do that. Yet you bring in this coach and you gave him, hey, you know what? The draft is yours. Get whoever you want. So we have, you know, Jalen Smith, who has had a terrible year, but yet he had a major contract. We had LVE, who's had a terrible year, but had shined previously. You have D-Law, who's one of the top highest-paid defensive ends. You have Gregory, who showed glimpses of, of hope. You had Diggs in there. Man, that's a pretty solid group of guys, not including the new you know players that you brought in. So you can't really say that you have a mediocre you know, uh, death chart. I, I think that's, I think that's really low for us to say, all right, you know, you, we come in at 15, 16, uh, you it's know, better than defense, 32. We're okay. Yes, it, it's better it, than it 32. Oh, last year. Real, quick, real quick. Hey, Hey, so, so the past defense was 29th in the NFL last year. Okay. Which sucked. And, and yes. And considering, look, you're talking about two different things though. You're talking about hopes and you're talking about reality. What do all of us on this podcast hope for? A number one, a top five defense. Yeah, that would be what we hope for. Fast. And that's what we that's what we would want. But what is a question mark on the D line tell me? A question mark at linebacker, a question mark at corner, a question mark at safety. That tells me reality is probably gonna be average or a little over that. And what would I be just oh, ecstatic and surprised with would be a, a, a great to good defense, considering what we were last year. You don't give up historical numbers and go, okay, all right. Top five. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, I need this. Exactly. It's not going to happen that way. Yeah. But, okay. I, but let, let me add something else to it. So, so we had Dak Prescott out, right? That's a huge loss, right? That's a yeah. huge loss. You bring him back in, and let's just say, you know, he's like 90% of what he once was, right? I think that gives us a pretty good shot at, at being one of the top offenses, right? Maybe arguably. Like, if we get five, I'd be happy with being fifth. Even top ten, we're okay. But you bring him back in, that that helps your defense stay, you know, stay off the field, man. Like the talent that we have in the offense, it gives the defense that much more time to catch the break instead of bringing somebody in three and out. Let's go back out on the field. Your defense can perform great the first half, but over the four quarters, you, it's going to break down. They're going to read coverages. They're going to constantly stay out there. So that doesn't that give that defense that much more cushion to to finish within that top within the top 15 i mean i, I think well, top 15 well, is, is is pretty low bar to well, or, well let me let me say let me say this mark real quick well well last week we were just talking about how this is not a, a run first team anymore they, they we're gonna let we're gonna put it on that shoulders since he got the big contract and let him air it out if he's airing it out we're it's, it's boom 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 down the field score touchdown defense back on the field so, I mean, are we doing it? I thought we agreed that this is like Zeke Flash here, so you want to get best bang out of your buck out of him, make sure you use him. So are, are well, you going to go? Ideally, you'd have to be a balanced offense so the defense can Hey, well, real quick, on this subject, bit. real quick, do y'all realize that Mike McCarthy, in the entire time that he was in Green Bay, he never had one running back that had top 10 attempts? And that was the biggest That was the biggest question what? coming in last year. They said, like, Zeke is going to lose carries. It's like, oh, absolutely not. Man, he did lose, lose carries. What was that? Yeah. I didn't hear you. He said, he said Mike McCarthy is not calling this offense. It's Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is calling the offense. And he's shown us thus far that he wants to run the ball first. But you're not going to tell me that Mike McCarthy's not going to push his button and override Kellen Moore if he doesn't want to, man. He can if he wants, right? 
I mean, yes. that's what you got to do I if mean, you're the head coach. Out. If, if you're telling me I'm on the hot seat, oh, I'm going to sit back and let Kellen Moore do his thing. Bullshit. Why do you want to fuck with the number one offense? Why do you want to fuck with the number one offense? Tell me that. As far as what's concerned, I mean, we were the number one offense last year. That's my expectation. But why? We're, we're not. One offense, we're not screwing with everything. Anything you haven't proven, Dak can do anything with Kellen Moore through a whole season. What are you talking about? When we were healthy and rolling, the Cowboys had the number one offense. Uh, oh, you mean the number one offense? You said we were throwing garbage numbers with. Oh, <laughs> come on! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! No, 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 you got no, the no, receipts. Say that right now and say that then. Okay, listen. What are we talking about right now? We were talking about the defense, and then we, and then we switched to <laughs> offense. Did I confuse you, homie? Did I confuse you? Yeah. Oh, me. I'm just letting you know that what? Mike McCarthy don't call the offense. Kellen Moore runs the ball with Zeke. That's all I'm, I'm letting you know that Mike McCarthy's the head coach, and he'll do whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> oh shit! That's cool. That's cool. Okay, <laughs> it took 55 minutes for us to get here. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I, I don't know. I don't know whatever. I'm just. I mean, this sparkling offense BG is talking about that it's gonna be when he was talking about it being trash the first five seasons until Dak got hurt. I mean, I'm just saying, dog. Now, you know, can I can I re, can I switch back to the defense just real quickly? Go ahead. And I and you, you know. Uh, Going from one of the last ranked defenses to being middle of the pack, I think that's honestly a realistic expectation. That's all you, you know, might disagree with me, that's fine, but I don't think you go from making F's in one six weeks to making A's all of a sudden without some steady progress. That's just my take right there. I'd love to be top that's five. I'd love to be number one. But I think this thing hopefully can be somewhere in the middle, which is better than 29th, 30th, 31st, or 32nd. Yeah, going from scum of the NFL on defense to top five, I think is a far reach. Uh, middle of the pack is all you could – that's all you could ask for, man. I mean – Definitely. Anything, Hopefully. Anything more than that, I think, I think you're, you're reaching, man. You, I mean, you got to crawl before you can walk now. We got no, – uh, It's a process. Question mark. Mark listed all the question marks. And, and, and we've addressed, we've addressed, you know, those those question marks. But you you got to put it together. You got to put it together. And and going the middle of the pack is absolutely nothing wrong from from coming from being scum of the NFL on defense, bro. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you guys on that, man. I mean, they they definitely got to show up this year. They definitely got some approved. We have guys on with big contracts on the on the defense, or well, one with a big contract on the defensive side of the ball, or two actually. Uh, you got a, a bunch of rookies. Uh, I don't know what you can expect. You know, uh, I guess we, we're we're gonna have to lean on coaching. Uh, we're gonna have to lean on Quinn and his guys. Uh, I just don't know what to expect, man. There, there. You, you know what? When when you sit back and really think about it, the defense as a whole. Big ass question mark. Huge. And that's you know that's that's what we're rolling in, into the into the into the 2021 season with a big ass question mark on the defense. But yet, a lot of people still have us winning the East and possibly being being the threat to the Bucks. <laughs> I don't see it, but hey, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I mean that's 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 the Cowboys for you, like you know the fan base expects that year in and year out. You know, I I stop setting my expectations so high, but but I think uh, you know just the talent that we have offensively, you know, it just it, it's a people like to see a, a strong offense like that. So I think they just fall in love with that and put the Cowboys up there as one of the top contenders year in and year out. So. And we are playing the Bucks first week, so we're gonna find out real quick what what this team brings to the table. Let me ask you guys this: Who? I mean, do you do you are, are do y'all see the Cowboys winning the East this year? And and who in our in our in our division is the biggest threat to us? And I'll start Washington. with you first, Mark. Okay, Washington. Washington. Yeah, Washington. <laughs> Washington. Washington's a quarterback from being the cream of the crop in this division, man. Their defensive line was the youngest in the NFL last year. I didn't even know that until earlier today. Considering how good they are and considering how good that defense is, um, Washington worries me. Man. That, that, that Washington line is basically OU and Bama uh, put together, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they 
I mean, you had to be trash in order to get them guys. And and now it's coming around full circle for them guys, uh, for, for the Washington football team. Uh, who do you have, BG? What's the question again? I'm sorry. Who do you have as the biggest threat to us in the East? Oh, it's got to be Washington. I, I, I definitely agree with that. It's, it's hands down Washington. James? Yeah, it's Washington. I think it, I think that's kind of the consensus pick, right? Uh, you know, they're going to probably throw out Fitzgerald as their QB1 to start things off, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, pretty decent with Miami when he was down there. But, uh, yeah, it has to be Washington, man. That defense is stout. And to be quite honest, man, Chase Young scares me, bro. Like, that dude is a freak, dog. And I hope yeah. Tyron Smith is healthy enough to – to handle him because protecting Dak Prescott is going to be key, especially when facing that Washington defensive front. Sam? I, Sam? I would have to agree with, with Washington, man. Yeah, Chase Young is, is the guy to kind of pay close attention I think Sam might have dropped out. <laughs> Can you guys... yeah, yeah, that's, what it's, that's what it's showing on my screen. Oh, no, no. He's in. I just oh, okay. he's in. Go ahead, Sam. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, brother. Oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you guys couldn't hear me. All right, yeah, no, I would have to agree that Washington is, is definitely our biggest threat. I, I I do believe that we do have a lot of parity in the ESO just because, you know, Philly, you know, they just – they had a lot of injuries. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts, I, I think he brings, you know, a little – umph to that offense and then you know the 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 weapons that they picked up this offseason that may give them a little a fighting chance you know to compete within the east and you know i think with the giants you know have bringing saquon and back in definitely helps helps the giants out but for sure washington i mean just how they that defense looked last year that defensive line man is going to be a force to be reckoned with but that said i mean I still, I know we have, you know, some getting kind of to the point to where we may need to start drafting new line, offensive linemen. I still feel pretty confident with the line that we have. Um, so it, it's going to be definitely exciting to see the matchup, that defensive line versus our offensive line and uh, what that looks like. They have a solid running game too. So that quarterback, uh, what's that quarterback that came in for, for, um, uh, for the Redskins last year, and he did like a phenomenal job for his first game. I think the dude had like over Heineke. 300. It was Heineken. Yeah, so is he no longer like uh, in, in, in competition for that starting job, or is definitely his? Nah, that was a kind of a one flash, I think. Yeah, one flash deal. I I, I agree with Mark. I think I think the the job belongs to Fitz, man. To be yeah, honest, it's, it's his it's his to lose, man. Yeah, let me ask you guys this: in the East. In the East, in the uh, so free agent signings, um, draft, uh, all the with all the drafts, uh, who do you think in the East? So on paper, one, so to speak. I mean, it doesn't mean nothing until we get on the on the field. But but uh, who do you think has now has the a solid team overall? Go ahead, Mark. I'd say it's us, man. I mean, I, I, of course, I'm a little biased considering my, you know, my allegiance. But at the I same think, time, I think I, we all are. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm I, gonna I agree with Mark. The, we, we had the best draft, you know. And at the same time, some one of the things that really I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about Michael Parsons. One of the things that really uh, recency bias with him. One of the things that got me excited about him was the deal that we did to get him, and we we moved back to twelve to get him. We got an extra pick out of it. Who did we turn that pick into? Was it Chauncey Golson? I believe so. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you yes. think about it. Look at that. I mean, right there, we, we just signed Chauncey Golson today. We're already discussing how he's going to compete in the interior of the line. We moved back two picks and still got the best defensive player in the draft. If you said any one of these other teams in the NFC East got the best defensive player in the draft, I'd be like, well, they won. Hmm. What about you, BG? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would just say I agree. Sam? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree, man. I mean, I, again, being biased as well, too. But I, I, I just – I feel confident in, in in Dak and that, you know, the receiving core that we have. And hopefully that, you know, what we're hearing about this offensive linemen being the healthiest they've been in a while, 
mm-hmm. I, I would have to say us, man, for sure. Well, well, the sexiest pick came with what Devontae Smith to the Eagles, right? I mean, that's what people consider. That was a nice pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, is, that, that is definitely, the, you know, the sexiest pick of that of the NFC East. But to me, yeah, but he's still got to show me more than 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 you know what I'm thinking he's going to be. So okay, so I, I want to end the segment. I mean, I want to end the show like this. <laughs> this is. I wanna I wanna know right now if uh, the if you're the Giants, who did you get in free agency or who did you get in the draft to say you 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 won you won the NFC East? Who did who did the Eagles pick in the in the draft or free agency to say they won the N- uh, NFC East? Washington and Dallas. Start we'll start with you, Mark. Uh, Devontae Smith to the Eagles. I mean, they're gonna say they won with that right there, considering okay. what they feel like they needed. Um, okay. The linebacker that went to Washington, you made a comparison with uh, Micah in the first. Uh, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. That's, you know, going to make the biggest impact for Washington. I mean, you throw that linebacker with that defense, he's going to be singled up with everybody, and that's he's going to get to go man. through the trash. It's going to be that's scary, though. Exactly. That is, that yes. is scary. <laughs> yes, exactly. And for me, like, with the, with the Giants, y'all are all going to laugh at me. It's all right. But I really think that uh, I want to see <laughs> that offense under Jason Garrett under a second year, so. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, James. Yeah, I don't, I'm not thinking about a player. I'm thinking about that. Go ahead, James. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just kind of going off the Giants real quick, right? They did draft uh, Kadarius Tony out of Florida, and I know he's kind of a small speedster type of guy. Uh, of course, a lot of people start throwing out the uh, Tyreek Hill comparisons and stuff like that, but, I mean, he could be a game changer for them. You never know what can happen. If Daniel Jones can show a little bit more consistency – he can be a decent quarterback. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too down on Daniel Jones like a lot of others might be. He has shown flashes of a big arm and some pocket presence, but uh, I think that's what the Giants would probably say as to why they won uh, the draft, so to speak. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. And, you know, obviously everybody had some pretty decent draft picks, and I'm just hoping that the NFC East in general – is a lot more competitive this year uh, and not <laughs> exactly. the laughing stock of the league. You yeah, know, league, I'm pretty sure exactly. we're sick of those Seriously, jokes already. Yeah, you know, time to, time to get back to the NFC beast, right? As it used to be. Yeah, so that's yeah. my take, man. I'm just hoping for a little bit more of a competitive uh, division. And uh, I hope all, all the teams kind of, you know, show out a little bit. So that way this thing's a little bit more fun. Yeah. Sam. Uh. What was that question again? I'm sorry. Like out of the East, like who who got the best draft? You think is that what? Yeah. The well, who 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 uh, who to the to to the teams in the East uh, via being uh, free agent signing or draft? Who who do you who do you think these guys are saying we won we won the East with already? Because we because of these these either these drafts or this this these free agent signings. Yeah, I think Philadelphia because I think their biggest question mark was the wide receivers uh, position, right? And they got Devontae Smith. I, I'm, I don't see him as, as a sexy uh, of a wide receiver compared to others. I get it. He won the Heisman and he had all the stats, but I, I have to see what, what how that turns out into the NFL. I, I think they're thinking, like, we just landed another Deshaun Jackson. You know, I didn't think he was going to do that, that well, you know, with the Eagles. And, man, he tore it up year in and year out. So, I think they're. I was gonna say that, if they I landed mean, a Deshaun Jackson, I'm scared, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me too. So I think you know, seeing Jalen Hurts now having that that quarterback position, and you know, having him, uh, you know, former alumni, you know, at, at OU also. Shoot, we'll see. We'll see how that what that turns out to. BJ, same question, bro. Yeah, just to pretty the, the guys already pretty much said what uh, I agree with. Uh, in New York is gonna be the 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 receiver from Florida, the Tony kid. Uh, Did they get um? They, they also uh New York also got uh Kenny Holiday right or Kenny or what's his name? Oh, they the, did get the, they, the boy from Holiday. 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 That's kind of scary now that you that now that you're thinking about that man. Well, that gives them <laughs> that gives them a number one receiver. Yeah. And Washington yeah, has scary, scary Terry, scary Terry, and uh, Curtis or uh, what? Curtis Samuel. Yeah, they just picked so, him up, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're trying to load up on receiver. All, uh, the rest of the Curtis East. Samuel's in uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, him and him and Scary Terry. That's you know. So 
It seems and like then, everybody's trying to uh, load up on receivers. The, but at the same time, well. but but at the same time, the receivers in the NFC East are what makes me feel better about our 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 DBs, man. To be honest with you, like yeah, yeah they 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 got they got help, but there's nobody there where you're like, hey, we're gonna have to double team that dude. Well, it all it all comes down to this, man. They can they can load up on as many receivers as they want, but there's only one quarterback in the East that's far yeah. beyond. The, the top, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, man, and I stand on it. And that's Dakota Rain Prescott. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, anyways, fellas, man, it was a pleasure having uh, uh, James on. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. And James, man, um, uh, um, it was a pleasure having you on, bro. And hey, I man, hope we can uh, do this again. Yeah, dude, it was a pleasure to be on. Always fun uh, chopping it up, talking Cowboys with some, you know, dedicated Cowboy fans. So uh, appreciate y'all fellas and looking forward to hopping on sometime in the near future. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And for for, uh, everybody out there, man, James, uh, he he hosts, uh, he is the host of the Sunday Sports Rush on on News Talk Keys, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM Corpus Christi. So show the guy some love. And appreciate listen, it, man. And, and listen it. to him, man, because he he comes with some heat as, as well. <laughs> he knows his stuff. I've li- I listen to him quite a bit. You know your stuff, Jim. Thanks, yeah. guys. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all, guys, for sure. I yes, felt as well. Everybody, thank you for rocking with us. Until next week, we'll be back. Peace.